It's time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and you are on the Thrivology Podcast. This is the podcast designed to help you thrive no matter what life throws your way and thrive in ways that's about you building your life in the way that matters to you so that you find your deeper meaning, you find your greater purpose, and you make your impact on the world. Right now, we're in the middle of a series while we're actually at the tail end of a series on habits. We've been talking about how habits create our lives and who we are and how we live. In fact, we started that first week by talking about how we become our habits, how our character is built in the habits that we carry with us, and how those habits are based in the actions that we repeat over and over. And those actions are based in the thoughts and perceptions that we have over and over. And if we want to change our lives, if we want to build our new character, if we want to find a better way of being in the world— we can drop back to look at our habits as they in, inhabit our lives, as, as they work the, their magic in our lives on a daily basis. So our first week, we talked about that very fact that who you are now and who you want to become are based in habits. Where you are right now are the accumulation of lots of habits that just happen automatically that you may have chosen or may have just slipped into and where you want to get to are based in what habits you choose along the way and how you create those habits. Our habits are reflective of our character and our character is based in those habits. The second week, we talked about how to make those habits stick. It's not enough to have an intention of a habit. It's how you make sure that that habit keeps working. If you want proof of how difficult that is, look around at the habits that people make at the beginning of the year. We call them resolutions. And what happens by, say, middle of February to late February, <laughs> if you're like me, you, you might go to the gym early in the, the year and wonder how you're going to be able to even exercise in that place. It's so crowded. But if you keep, keep going back, by mid-February, there are a lot more uh, places to go. And by the end of February, I find that it's pretty deserted again because the habits didn't stick. Also notice how many people make resolutions about food habits and other habits and still manage to slip back into the old habits. So in that second week, we talked about how to make those habits stick, how you make sure that there's some reason, some trigger for it. It's always easier when there's something that's triggering uh, that habit and then how you then go through your routine habit and then how you reward yourself for that habit. That was all that second week. And then we came back and we started talking about how you find your linchpin habits and how you take your goals and make them from into habits and, and how all of those pieces, the, the goals are, are always out there in the future and the habit is your day-to-day as you're working towards that goal. And then the linchpin habits are the ones that multiply your effectiveness. If you find those big linchpin habits, then you can expand into other habits. For me, for my life, One of the big linchpin habits was when I started exercising to get into shape. That's why I use that as an example so many times, because after that linchpin example of of how I wanted to exercise, it began to spread out into what I put into my body, how I was eating and how I was fueling myself and how I was hydrating myself and how I was resting myself and how I was dealing with stress along the way, all because of that beginning point. So it started with the exercise habit, and I realized that if I was putting that hard work in at the gym, I didn't want to pull myself up to the table and ruin it all. 
And so I began to eat better. That's the linchpin of that. And the same with the liquids I was putting in my diet. I realized I didn't want to be putting Coke in there and, and other, you know, diet, Dr. Pepper or Dr. Pepper or anything else that would undo what I was working towards. And so I began to modify even what I was hydrating with. And so it began to pull further and further away from that linchpin habit. It multiplied its effect. So we talked about that linchpin habit. And then we came back and we talked about the, the fact that your thoughts are also habitual, that the thoughts that you carry with you are based in habit. You keep having the same thoughts over and over. It's because you've entrenched into that thought process. And part of the process of working on your habits is deciding how to deal with those recurring thoughts. So you treat them like a habit and you change your thought habits along the way, just like you would an action habit. Remember, every habit at some point way down is a thought piece. While you may not be aware of it, your mind is, is telling your body what to do in order to follow through on those other habits. And so all we're doing is saying the thoughts you have in your head are part of your habitual process. Are they working for you or against you? If you find yourself habitually saying, I can't do this, I'm not enjoying this, this is all a drag, those are habitual habits. Instead of saying, you know, I'm going to find a way to do this and I'm going to find a way to enjoy life and I'm going to make this all better. Those are habitual habits too. So where do your thoughts take you? So today we want to talk about a different way of viewing habits, of choosing your habits. By thinking about this, it kind of is my metaphor for this, came on the news this morning when they were talking about the fact that Apple has lost its cutting edge of technology. Now, I've got to admit that I'm a pretty big fan of Apple. At least I've been a big fan of Apple. All of my devices are now Apple, and they weren't before. I was the Windows guy who didn't see a reason until my son showed me how good a Mac could be. So I switched over to Mac. And so one of the criticisms of Apple is it's lost its technology edge. It's lost its innovation edge. One of the things that we miss, though, is that the edge that they're talking about is sometimes hard to replicate. So if you think about the revolutionary changes versus the evolutionary changes, then Apple kind of fits into that model. A revolutionary change is something that goes from zero to something or does a 180 degree change. Say you haven't ever been exercising and you decide to start exercising. You've done a 180-degree change. You've done an infinite increase in your exercising because when you go from zero to anything, it's an infinite change. It's a, it's a revolutionary change. And so uh, years ago, you know, we all had flip phones and other phones, and suddenly Apple came out with the iPhone, and it was revolutionary. But once the iPhone is there... Every other step past it is only going to be evolutionary. It's incremental. So when Apple came out with the iPod, it was revolutionary. Yes, there were other music players out there, but not the way Apple did it. So it revolutionized the fact that we could carry all of our uh, listenings, on, all of our uh, recordings, all of our uh, um, songs that we wanted to hear or podcasts or books or whatever else, carry them in our pocket. And then they made it so we could carry that on our phone. And those are revolutionary steps. But once you've done that, it's incremental. To go from the big iPod to a smaller iPod, it's incremental. To go from a smaller iPad, iPod to a nano iPod, it's incremental. To come out with a tablet, right, that's a revolutionary kind of thing. But to only make it smaller, it's incremental. So think about that in terms of your habits. There are some times when you do revolutionary changes in your lives. 
And then there are times when it's just incremental. The revolutionary change is when you start something or stop something completely. When you make a major change in your life, and by the way, whenever you do that, it's almost always a linchpin habit. I had a client who had decided that he needed to stop drinking, and he realized that his, uh, the whole process he was doing was a change for him, and he wanted to stop doing that, and so when he stopped, it was revolutionary for his life. It changed everything about his life. It changed how he ran his evenings, who he was with in the evenings, what he did in the evenings, how he thought of himself. So think about how that change might affect you, how it might reverberate through your life. Almost always, whenever you make a big change, a revolutionary change in your life, it's going to create some upheaval. Not that upheaval is bad. It gives you a new place to become, but it does create upheaval that some people don't expect. For instance, identity. My client was used to thinking himself as the guy who stopped by the sports bar, hung out with the guys, watched the the game, drank beers and kept drinking beers, and then went home only to recover the next day, thinking about what a great time he had the night before. That was his identity. You know, he was the guy who hung hung out at the sports bar. And so when he decided that he couldn't keep doing that, he had to change his identity. He had to think of himself in a different way. Whenever we change something that revolutionary, it changes our identity. I went from thinking, wow, you know, I'm just out of shape. That's just the way I am. It's just part of aging to thinking, hey, I can be in shape. I can, I can take care of my body. I can attend to that. I have a different identity. My identity now is not the same as the overweight, out of shape guy it was. And so we change our identity. And in the process, we often change our environment. My friend had to, my client friend had to find a different group to hang with, a different place to go in the evening, a new way of leading his life. It changed his environment and it changed his home environment because suddenly he was home with his wife trying to figure out how to relate to her in the evenings. Great things came of that. My point is that there are environmental changes and identity changes and not only that, but bodily changes. If you know people who suddenly decide that it's time to get into shape, they often go in straight ahead, right? 60 miles per hour from zero, and that's the problem. So they, they go to the gym, and they, they decide they're going to work out, and they hit it hard. And two days later, their body is rebelling hard because they're in pain. Their body wasn't used to it. So part of what we have to recognize is we've got to get through those changes. We've got to have a new identity in mind, a new environment in mind, and, and to be aware of how it affects our body. When I decided I needed to be serious about getting up in the morning and and making that magic hour of writing work for me, I had to step back and do some big changes in how I rested my body because I knew if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to carry through on what I felt to be an important new habit. So that habit, I had to lean into how it would affect my body. I couldn't just get up the next day and type if I was going to be up late and be tired that morning. There was a change that had to happen. There was a change in my identity. I had to think of myself as the guy who would get up and and do that work. And my environment had to change. I had to be able to go to bed early enough to do that. And my body had to adjust to get used to that. And so all of that happens when we do revolutionary changes. An evolutionary habit change is incremental. It's usually about adding to or modifying the habits you already have. 
So maybe you decide that you've been eating uh, in one way. Maybe you, you ad- adopted the Mediterranean diet, and so you're going down that road, and then you realize that's not quite working for you, so then you change it a little bit. Maybe you add more protein or, or less protein. You add more meat or less meat. You get rid of the pasta. You do lots of little changes along the way as you're tweaking it. Those are incremental changes along the way. Maybe you decide that you're going to start exercising, and so you start walking for 15 minutes a day. That's, that's part of what I encourage people to do is just choose 15 minutes a day of walking or, or do the seven-minute workout each day. And so you're only devoting seven to 15 minutes of exercise. And so you do that for a while, and your body kind of gets used to it. And so you decide to step it up, so you, you decide to add something else on. Maybe you decide instead of seven-minute workout, you really ought to be putting in 20 or 30 minutes of exercise. So you step it up to that point. But it's incremental because you've already started the exercise. Or maybe you decide instead of 15 minutes, you're going to walk 20 or 25 or 30 minutes. And that's an incremental change. It may change some of the other pieces around you, but you've already established yourself as a walker or an exerciser or a runner or whatever it is. Now you're only running more, walking more, exercising more. It's incremental. The Japanese have this concept of kaizen. I really like that idea, kaizen, which is about looking for places to improve incrementally. They applied it so efficiently to the auto industry that it revolutionized not just the auto industry in Japan, but also in America, because we went from trying to make everything new every year, from going from zero to something every year, to incremental change each year. Can we make the model a little bit better? Can we make the the line, the assembly line, a little bit better? Can we make the trim a little bit better? Can we make everything a little bit better, knowing that those little incremental changes begin to grow on themselves until you've got something completely new. Think about the places where you're adding to or refining your current habits. That's kind of like what happens with Apple and their devices. Once you've got an iPhone, the next iPhone is only going to be incrementally better. As much as we hope for a revolutionary product, it's only going to be evolutionary. You can only create the iPhone one time. And then after that, it's all incremental change. So part of this process is to think about how you have revolutionary habits that you then begin to have evolutionary habits attached to. You begin to do incremental changes. Sometimes our revolutionary habits are the big changes in life. But after we've made the big changes, then you begin to fine-tune and add to and do those incremental changes. Sometimes it's easy to just do a full revolutionary change. I've had people who have moved to a whole nother location and a whole nother job and kind of turned everything upside down. And then everything was up for grabs at one time. That was their revolutionary moment. But then they have evolutionary pieces along the way. Think of your life as a series of revolutionary changes followed by incremental evolutionary steps after that. Think about that over your entire life. At one point, you were a baby who didn't do a whole lot, and then one day, you started crawling. That's revolutionary. You went from having to be carried to being mobile, and then you made a a little bit of a change, right? You started walking, and, and that might be slightly revolutionary, but you got up on those feet and you started moving. The next evolutionary piece, the incremental change from walking to running, because no longer are you stuck just crawling. No longer are you stuck just being carried around. You're now able to walk, you're able to run, and then you're running faster. Those are incremental changes. And then maybe you you learn how to skip. That's an incremental change. And then you go from not being in school to being in school. That's a revolutionary change. Suddenly you're revolutionizing how you understand the world and how you learn. 
and then it's evolutionary every grade after that and then you finish school and maybe you decide to go to higher education and that's a revolutionary change maybe you decide to go to workforce that's a revolutionary change whenever we step into that new place of being a new identity and we have to create new habits to support that revolutionary stage maybe you go from being single to being married. That's a revolutionary change in relationships that requires a revolution in the habits. You can't do life the way you did now that you're with somebody else. And then you have another revolution as you have a child. And then after that, you have some other kids and it's probably more evolutionary, even those are the pretty big evolutionary jumps. They're still evolutionary. You've now done that before. So you're finding the new habits along the way. Every step You look in life when it's a revolutionary moment. It requires us to revolutionize our habits, to find new ways of being in that, and to be aware that that's the nature of change. Whenever we have a big revolution, we have to have revolutionary changes in our habits. Whenever we choose a revolutionary change in habits, it creates a revolution in our life. And then we follow up with the incremental, the evolutionary. So spend some time distinguishing between the revolutionary changes and the evolutionary changes. Recognize that sometimes those revolutionary changes take some time to nail down. But always, always be looking for the evolutionary habit that you can use to keep fine-tuning. And also recognize this. Whenever you feel it coming, that big change, to step into that revolution, that new place in your life, step into the revolutionary habit and embrace it and get it going so that you can then step back in to the evolutionary. This is Lee Balkum wishing you a thriving life. You've been listening to the Thrivology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Thank you.